The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. So Bubba, um, I'm going to try to refrain from getting too deep philosophically here. However, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever uh, have you ever watched a, a, a video of um, a seed germinating and then pushing through the ground? Did you ever have to watch that in physical yeah. science mm-hmm. or whatever? And you, you see how resilient and strong mm-hmm. a small seed is. Right. So it pushes through the ground. These clods of dirt and earth are around a seed. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a tree seed, and you know it falls and germinates. Look around some at some of the, um, and this may be where you're going with mm-hmm. this, but look around at, at some of the sidewalks, yeah, and driveways, yeah. you know, around town. And yeah. they, they've had a tree growing up, and yep. you know the roots push the concrete up, and small little yeah. root. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you reach down and pull a root or, or, you know, you catch a, a seed after it's just recently germinated, um, it doesn't feel that strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, you, you walk, my wife does it every morning. We get finished with our little walk or jog or exercise or whatever. And while she's all sweaty and she goes out and she will pick one of our uh, flower beds every day and she rotates around so that she can keep them all weeded. Can y'all start running downtown? <laughs> and run by your house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she she pulls these weeds out. Now, And when she pulls one out, I mean, you, you break them, you pull them apart. Right. They're not that strong. Mm-hmm. But they're resilient. Something about them is strong. Right. They push through heavy earth mm-hmm. in order to get up there so they can get the sunlight and do whatever they're doing. A lot of resiliency there. Mm-hmm. Um, however... I ask this question. If there's so much resiliency when a seed germinates and it starts, why doesn't that tree seed grow all the way to the heavens? Why doesn't it, uh, if it's so great in the beginning and it, and it has that strength to push through, why can't it go all the way to the heavens? Now there's nothing against it. There's just air. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing bursts through a clod aside, and it's out here. Why? Well, it, I, I'm going to say something here, and I think this this happens to everybody, right? Okay. Think about when you were growing up, mm-hmm. and you had the first 18 to 20 years of your life, and mm-hmm. you were strong and healthy and growing up, and mm-hmm. you know, eating like crazy, and and then gravity happens. Yeah. 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 So, you, you know, you reach a point and, and, you know, a tree, I guess, in this instance is, is going to continue to grow, but it, it's going to get to a point where it starts getting a little bit older mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe it bushes out fully and all that kind of thing. Maybe it gets mm-hmm. a disease. Oh, so there are some other factors mm-hmm. 
other than just its own resiliency and own intent and own genetics that that prevent it from going somewhere, right? Maybe you had somebody watering that tree. Maybe you had somebody fertilizing that tree. Early on. Early on. Okay, yeah. And then the wind and the mm-hmm. sun and its genetics and gravity mm-hmm. and maybe lack of enough uh, you know, once a tree gets large, I got a couple trees in my yard, these hardwood trees. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed there's very little grass around them? Yeah. I mean, they suck up just about all of the moisture. That's right. They need all that moisture. Early on, just a few uh, drops a mm-hmm. day would have done it when it was small. But now it needs so much extra energy and, and nutrition and water Um that that can prevent it. Mm-hmm. Now there are some trees that grow really tall. That's right. You've been to the redwood forest mm-hmm. and some, some seen some of those species out there. Yeah. You know, just just tens of mm-hmm. feet in the in the air. So there are some that can get there. The reason I'm spending all this time, I don't didn't intend for today's thing to be a biology class, but what what I want to talk about is that the resiliency of a person and of a small business. Mm -hmm. Think of all of the factors and all of the issues that a small business has to go through the first year or two. They got to get funding. They've got to have customers. They've got to have a plan. They, they've got to have product and or service. They, they got to be able to market themselves. They got government regulation. They, they, they got to get certain licenses. They, they just think of all the things. And that, and that goes from everybody who's, you know, a kid starting a lemonade stand on the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Up to anybody who's, you know, opening a, what I would, you know, put in quotation marks, a real business, right? I think that lemonade stands a real business as well. I do too. I do Uh, too. Yeah. But when you're a grown up and, you know, you, you have this plan, Hey man, I, you know, maybe it's software or something Mm -hmm. and you think that you can help small businesses or maybe uh, you're going to put together apps or you're, you've, you're technological Mm -hmm. or maybe you're going to do something that's service oriented. You're going to build houses. Um, you've got to have knowledge and, and licenses and, and uh, a location mm-hmm. and office space. And just think of all the things you have to combat right. and afford in the first year or two. Then why do we sna- stagnate? What are those outside forces? Like the outside forces on the, on the tree. You know, if the tree was just growing in the same conditions... That before it probably grow that it had when it mm-hmm. started out, temperature and, and enzymes and nutrition and, and everything around it. So why? What are those outside things that prevent the tree from going all the way to the top? And then the question I have is: What are the things that are preventing you as a small business owner from continuing to grow? Well, I was going to ask the same question. What about those inside forces mm. that are preventing you from growing? Yeah, because the tree, the seed has genetics. Mm-hmm. It has its own DNA that it's really combating too, or that is a controlling force. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about your business. If you're a small business owner, we're going to talk about that. What is internal and what is external 
related to preventing you from being all you can be mm-hmm. here on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. Bubba, we were talking about uh, why don't I continue to grow? Uh, why, if I'm a small business owner and uh, first year I got out there and I, I busted it and I really pushed and I had all of these variables to deal with, all of these forces of nature against me and all of these hurdles to overcome and um, I get into business and um, is some of it attitude, is some of it internal, is some of it external. Well, I'll go back to that example of the tree. So the tree, you got the seed, it germinates, it forces its way through the side, and there it is. It's showing strength and all this Mm -hmm. potential. And then the forces of nature. First of all, it's on the... Or Karen Cooley comes by and picks it out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And she'll do it if you don't watch it, if it's not supposed to be Mm -hmm. there. So first of all, let's talk about its genetics. Mm Mm-hmm. Some trees are dogwood trees. Yep. And they force themselves through the side just like a redwood seed does. So why does a dogwood tree only grow so tall? And why is a dogwood's bark like it is? And why is a, a, a dogwood's trunk only so large in circumference? And why does a redwood tree almost seem like it has infinite growth potential um inside each of those they're they're limited to a certain extent aren't they Mm -hmm. do you think some small businesses they may have eight or ten really good customers yeah for their particular business they may be limited by the fact that they are specialized Hmm? yep I mean, you know, you may be an app creator for financial advisors. Well, then you're going to only have financial advisors. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and maybe that is large enough for you to be able to grow and to have the strength and the kind of business you want. But you're not going to be, you're not going to have McDonald's as one of your mm-hmm. customers, probably. Probably not going to have Caterpillar as one of your customers. So you're limited kind of by your genetics, right. by what you're set up to be. You think very many of us realize that? No. Uh, I think you're right. But I, I do think that the individuals who own businesses, and they do realize that they're limited by their genetics mm-hmm. and know that they are limited by their genetics in this case <laughs> or their, their practices or what they're selling, mm-hmm. uh, allows them to focus on who their potential target or customer would be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and in some cases deliver a superior product. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think that's what you need to concentrate yeah. on. If you've gotten into business and you realize that, hey, you know, only certain people are coming into my store. Maybe I've set up my store so that I'm only appealing to men mm-hmm. or to women or to kids. Well, do I want to change my genetics, my right. setup, my makeup to be attractive to others? Or do I want to specialize? Mm-hmm. Do I want to really get good at this and so that everybody who is a teenager wants to come right. to me? Uh, this is a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. 
This is this is a lot of planning. This is a lot of thought provoking time um, and and necessity here. When you meet with small business owners, do you th- see very many of them have thought about it this much? Um, the successful business owners definitely have thought about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, and if they haven't thought about it, they've got an open mind to think about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you come across and you ask them a question or, and they don't know the answer to it, mm-hmm. or you bring up a point about something or maybe a demographic that they're not aware of, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can see the wheels turning mm-hmm. and, and thinking to themselves, okay, how can I you know, manipulate that to my advantage mm-hmm. so that I can be more successful in my practice or my business or whatever I'm doing, right? Right. You know, you and I were on the phone uh, with Dr. Obey the other day mm-hmm. with one of our out-of-town clients. Right. Uh, she lives uh, another part of the state, and we were talking to her about her small business and, mm-hmm. uh, and gave her a couple of ideas. Right. First of all, uh, she was so busy. I mean, she said, what would she say? She's booked up for two or three weeks? Right. Yeah. Right? And she's only one person mm-hmm. in her business. So she can only do so much with one person. Right. But we started talking to her about marketing, and she was unaware mm-hmm. of a couple things going on with Google searches and whatever. And we also started talking to her uh, about her pricing, mm-hmm. almost giving her permission to go up right. on her pricing. Mm-hmm. But she hadn't thought about these things because what was she doing? She was busy running her business and doing what she does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Performing her work and, and giving a great product to her customers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and we're going to use this analogy of the plant, the the tree. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the tree's doing all the tree can do, mm-hmm. based on it, its its genetics and where it is and where it was planted or where it fell and, and what the soil density and soil makeup around it is and what the potential for for fertilizing and 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 sometimes it needs somebody else from the outside to come in with a little extra water every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what my wife does. You know, she, she, every, every year she meets with the landscaping guy and she starts looking at our plants in, in, mm-hmm. in our yard and she'll say, hey, you know, this one over here is not getting enough water. Let's put a new sprinkler head over there. Right. And once she does, those plants just take off. Yep. They wouldn't have been able to do it unless some kind of outside force came in, which means that in this example, every once in a while you need to ask for some help. Or ask for somebody to just look over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Man, I got my head down. I'm doing all I can do. And I'm doing okay here. But is there something else I could do? So if I decided that, hey, I heard these inspiring words of Greg and Bubba and I need to ask for help in my small business, who do I ask? Who can bring me a little extra water or give me some fertilization or prune another tree away so I get a little bit more sunshine. What about somebody who's in a light business? Nope. Yeah. And and it seems counterintuitive and, and, you know, maybe from a competitive standpoint, you don't want to go, uh, somebody in town, right? But you find some, when you go to one of these national conventions, right? You talk to the dude Mm -hmm. in Denver, right? You talk to the guy in Chicago. Hey, what are you doing? That's so different. That's making you so successful. Mm hmm. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. What do you think? I mean, where could I get a little extra water? Where could mm-hmm. I get a little extra fertilized? That's what this lady yeah. was doing with you and me, right? right. Mm-hmm. 
she's from another part of the state and she's not in the financial services business, but uh, she's in a service business. And it, and it may be that, you know, what they're doing in Denver is not going to work here. Right. Very well possible. But right. at least you ask the question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got an open mind about it. And you, you may get, a, you know, just some inspiration. You hear about what they're mm-hmm. doing and the energy they have, which brings me to my second internal obstacle you, you have. One is your genetics, what you, how you're set up, what kind of business you're in. The second one is your energy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get into this thing, first year or two, you're so fired up. You hit the ground running every morning at 4.30. You can't wait to get to the office or to the business. And then after two or three years, you know, it becomes same old, same old, same stuff, same customers. You're making a living, but man, you know, you're kind of tired. You see people getting tired in their small businesses? I, I do. Um, and and I'm a firm believer that it's a good idea to take a break every now and again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Re-energize your batteries. Mm-hmm. You know, go on a trip somewhere. Get get away from your business. Mm-hmm. Go on, go to that convention. Go to that convention. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You might get a little shot in the yeah. arm. Come back re-energized, mm-hmm. ready to ready to do it again. Maybe to tackle something different. To do something different. Right. This that may be the time mm-hmm. where I think this lady that we were talking mm-hmm. of just a moment ago. I think she's really close to needing to hire somebody. Uh, right. I thought the same thing on the call the other day. Yeah, I mean, she's really close. And we're, we're probably almost going to have to give her permission to do that. Because mm-hmm. she's, she's the kind of person that will see it initially as a slap in her face. Yeah. Like I'm telling her she can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, you can't handle twice what you're doing. Right. I mean, you just can't. I mean, you think about a, a doctor or a dentist. Yeah. There are only so many bodies that they can work on in a day right. and do a good job. Mm-hmm. And after a while... You probably see some of them bring in a partner. Yeah. It happened to me. Mm-hmm. I got to a certain point and I thought, you know what? If I get any larger, I'm not going to be able to do a good job for the people I already have that That's I've right. made a commitment to. Yeah. I need somebody else. There mm-hmm. needs to be another set of hands there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you may have to do that. So internally, there are a lot of things that the seed is dealing with that may determine how mm-hmm. much they grow and how well they do. Um, then we're going to go to a break. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the external variables mm-hmm. against the tree seed and also against you and your small business here on the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley. So, Bubba, we're talking about small businesses and the things that may prevent us from growing as, as much as we, we possibly could. Sometimes there are internal factors. Uh, you're on genetics, you're, you're on uh, planning or lack of planning. Uh, there's the potential that you're going to get tired. And you need to realize all mm-hmm. of these in the beginning, don't you? Right. Now, many people don't realize them in the beginning. They only realize them as they've gotten into running their mm-hmm. business. That, you know, maybe I need to open up my mind. Maybe I need to go to a convention. Maybe I need to ask for help. Maybe I'm too specialized and I need to open up some of my services. Maybe I just get too tired and maybe I need to think about hiring somebody. So maybe, all those things. Maybe you need to close down some of your services and specialize. Uh, there you go. All of those are internal things mm-hmm. that I need to be thinking about. 
But externally, we go back to the example of the tree seed. So the tree seed pushes through, and all of a sudden, the forces of nature hit the little tree, the little sprig. Well, uh, the wind, the sun, uh, water, either too much or not enough, Mm -hmm. uh, other competing plants around it, right? Have you ever seen a small little tree and it's just barely there because the mm-hmm. big trees around it are sucking all the water yep. or getting all the, the sunshine? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, man, that's a gorgeous tree. Maybe it needs to be somewhere else. Maybe your location. Right. There's so, there's so many outside forces of nature against this tree. Let's talk about the outside forces of nature against your business. Just your business. What are the outside forces of nature that are against your personal business? That, that you have to compete with, deal with, handle every day. I, th- I think the first thing you said is competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. I don't think you ought to be resentful of competition. Uh, you know, we've discussed this before, but I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I think competition uh, does a number of things. Mm-hmm. It, it makes you hone your skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be better at what you do mm-hmm. so that people will use you mm-hmm. for whatever you're doing or selling or, or, right. or whatever, right? Right, right. Um, so for a number of reasons, I think competition is good. Yeah. Competition also drives down the price for the consumer. It's it's a great thing when capitalism is yeah. considering. Mm-hmm. When, when, we're when we're considering capitalism, competition is one of the backbones of it. Right. Um, because you know what? I really don't want to pay top dollar if I don't have to. Right. I mean, I want top service and I want top mm-hmm. quality and, and whatever, but I'd rather have two or three things to look at. Mm-hmm. When I'm getting ready to buy an automobile, I'm glad there's more than just the Ford. You know, yeah. I'm glad mm-hmm. Henry got a little bit of competition along the way. Because look, as you said, where we've come from the point of view of innovation. What is that? They say price becomes a concern once there's an absence of value. Yeah, they do. So what does that mean? Meaning that uh, you're less worried about um, about price of, of whatever object you're buying or service mm-hmm. you're buying mm-hmm. if you perceive there to be a value there that you're getting for it. Oh. If you don't perceive a value, then you become more and more concerned about price. There you go. So uh, I'm going to pick on an industry. Let's say the furniture industry, mm-hmm. and you go into an upscale furniture store, and that sofa over there is $2,000. Yep. But it looks like it's made out of superior cloth. Yep. And uh, it is very well designed. And a superior frame and superior materials. And you lay down on it, and, it, and you realize, mm-hmm. hey, man, I'm 6'2 or 6'3, and I can stretch out on this right. thing. Mm-hmm. You ever lay down on a couch that wasn't big enough for you? I have. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know you yeah. do. And so you walk into a place, and suddenly there's one that's kind of almost mm-hmm. looks like it's tailored to you, right color, superior design, superior fa- frame, great mm-hmm. fabric, good coloring for your house. And, you know, you would may be tempted to buy that thing. Right. It's $2,000. Mm-hmm. Huh? 
But it's giving you what? Value. Yeah. It's giving you what you need. It's it's speaking to Bubba. It's speaking to your 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 body. It's speaking to mm-hmm. your sense of decoration. It's, it's speaking yeah. to everything. And they're probably able to get an extra five hundred or a thousand dollars out of you, yeah. As opposed just to a sofa somewhere mm-hmm. that'll do. That'll do. That may be twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. And that may last four years. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So by buying quality uh, in the first run, uh-huh. do you actually save money in the long run? Yeah. yeah. And, and quite actually, that's probably what that furniture salesperson mm-hmm. is going to yeah. say to you in her sales pitch when you walk up and you go, $2,000, yeah. I really like it, but $2,000? And she says, "Yeah, but yeah. this may be, you may not have to buy another one the rest of your life." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been taught well, right? Unless you've got kids, <laughs> then you go out and you buy the two hundred dollar sofa, and, and you say, "Look, they're going to trash this sucker," and yeah. I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. right. So, quite actually, when it comes to the point of view of the furniture salespeople, mm-hmm. they've got some outside forces of nature. That they're dealing with. Right. I mean, there she was. She made the perfect sales pitch to you, and you're like, yeah, but I got kids. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Well, she's going to have to deal with that as an objection, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So in every one of our businesses, we got some kind of objections or competition, but it's making me better. I remember Coach Bryant used to say one of the first things he got up in the morning and thanked God for, other than his wife and his cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. It was hilarious to hear him say this. But other than that, his wife and his cup of coffee, he thanked God for his competition. Mm -hmm. Because he says, competition got me up this morning. Otherwise, you know, I've won a few national championships. I might stay my rear end in the bed. Right. Huh? But I know competition is out there, and they're already on the road, and they're trying to get that recruit that I want to play quarterback Mm -hmm. for my team. So I need to get up. And along the way, when I do get the quarterback, I'm going to have to come up with superior schemes because I know the guys across the state line, they're up, and they're in there looking at the X's and O's. So they're what? They're keeping me young. They're keeping Mm -hmm. me vibrant. They're making me be the best I can be. Thank God for that. If not, I'd have rested on my laurels, which is another point I want to make. And that's not, it's not necessarily an exterior force against my business. It may be something that I want to go back and look at when I'm looking at my interior mm-hmm. uh, issues. But sometimes I get fat and happy. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. You ever seen that in your business? I have. You and I, we like to talk to other people in our business because there's a possibility we can buy their practices, right? Because right. mm-hmm. a lot of them, they don't have a succession plan. Right. They, you know, they've been doing this and making a good living and helping people and going along here for 30 or 40 years. And now that they're 65 or 70 years old, their wife would like to go to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they may want to travel a little bit and they're thinking about possibly selling their business. And when you talk to a lot of them, especially those who are in, in their 60s or 70s, they haven't grown that much. Yep. They've gotten themselves about two or 300 clients, and they're making a certain amount of money every year, yeah. and it pr- keeps them in a pretty good lifestyle. So they're just resting on their laurels. Yep. You see that happen in very many businesses? I see that happen in a lot of businesses. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, because yes, we have, and it, and it's it's usually the mark of the downturn in that business. It is. It's the beginning of the death. Yeah. It is the beginning of the death, because quite actually, in a small business, if you ain't growing, you're, you're dying. dying. Yeah, you're dying. You really are. Somebody else is taking those new customers. And in 10 years, your older customers may have died or moved on. What, what are you going to do? You got to keep yourself out there. You got to be young and vibrant. And, and even if you're old, mm -hmm. you got to be making yourself learn new technology. I mean, I really didn't want to learn, you know, how to sling a presentation up on a big screen. I can do a presentation right out here on the side of the street. Right. Why did I need to learn that? And you're like, dude, we got all these clients in all these other states. We need to be talking to them. We need to put a big screen up there and put a camera in here. And you need to learn how to run this mouse. Right. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. I may not have been incentivized to do that if 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 that wasn't made apparent mm -hmm. to me so i do need that it, 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 see that as competition yes my direct competition is competition to me but sometimes i'm my own worst enemy i'm my own competition right all right so another point a point i want to make about external factors some of these forces of nature you know the 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 tree, as they're tr it's trying to grow, it's got some external forces of nature. We pointed out like water and wind and things there. And so there are a number of them. There, there's some external uh, competition, a number of, uh, of things that you have to deal with in a small business. Here's one. Regulation. Mm -hmm. um, your, your city may require a business license. Um, you may need to have an inspector come by and look. The health department, whatever business you're in, may you know come knocking on the door every now and then. Should I resent them? Should I resent regulation? Um, not always. And I know I do naturally, right? Because they take up my time, and the, yeah. it, 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 some of the questions almost seem insultive. Um, and so I, I probably resent all that, mm -hmm. but you say not always. It, what do well, you mean? Here, here's what I mean by that. Is it the regulation that you resent or is it the other business owners who did something wrong mm. that forced the regulators to come in and, and create rules? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, you know, if you're running a good business, and doing things morally and ethically and, and you know, running a clean business, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then all of, all of a sudden there's another regulation put on you that you have to comply with. Yeah. Um, that, I didn't steal anybody's money. That you were already complying with anyway. Right. But, but now you've got another onerous task that you've got to do because somebody else Did. was doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Then I can see how you could resent regulation. Yeah, you remember when you know you you used to go to the grocery store mm -hmm. or you would go to you know the Walmart or the Target or whatever, and, and you know you whip out your checkbook mm -hmm. and you start to write a check, and they wanted like fifteen forms of yeah. ID mm -hmm. and the name of your you know yeah. and your firstborn retinal and scan and blood type. <laughs> yeah, I mean mm -hmm. that's what it felt like, mm -hmm. and it was insultive to you because you had money in your checking right. account. Mm -hmm. But it was those, uh, you know, those other people that bounced all those checks right. that made that business come up with mm -hmm. all of these rules and regulations about 
taking your check, right? Your check, and you could take that personally. I mean, I see. I've seen a lot of people show their rear ends mm-hmm. standing in the line at Walmart about you know uh, you know that, and they would say, "Well, you know, here's your driver's license, and it's from another state, so now we're required to see your social security card, or required to mm-hmm. see a, a, a credit card, or something else in your name," and the yeah. guy just blows up. Here's, here's where I would say that regulation is good. Mm. Regulation is good in the fact that it, uh, to a degree, levels the playing field, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would say in many cases uh, gets rid of those bad actors. Yes. Yep. That would tar your profession or, mm-hmm. or you know, or, mm-hmm. or give a, a bad connotation, connotation to, to whatever business you're in. Right. You know. Yeah. That you always hear that one bad apple spoils the bunch, well, right? Yeah, and they can. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. especially in certain professions. Right. Um, and you know, I think lawyers get that rap a lot, right? Yeah. They get they get lumped in with uh, all lawyers together. But you know, mm-hmm. I know a number of fine fine attorneys. Why, of course. You know, um, right. who who are good at what they do and willing to help. Right. Um, and I think everybody has that one experience or, or knows of that, you know, one business or one person that they've had a, a, a bad mm-hmm. experience with, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that means mm-hmm. that when people come into your business, they may be a little skittish mm-hmm. until you prove yourself. Yeah. Which brings us to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about proving yourself in your small business, dealing with all of the forces you have to deal with here on the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you. So, Bubba, we're talking about small businesses and the the fight that small business has, uh, not only to stay in in business, but also to be successful. And all the internal issues we have to deal with and the external issues we have to deal with. And some of the external issues that you have to deal with are related to competition and and uh, regulation. One of the others, however, I think is um, almost a natural um, uh, uh, rivalry between customers and businesses. Mm-hmm. You got to get comfortable with that. Yeah, uh, and you can get over it with um, good service and with earning their trust. But, you know, you think about you go into a, um, a, a new business. Let's say there's a new hardware store in town, mm-hmm. and you go in there. Well, you know, you're uh, going to want to see what their prices are. You're going to want to see what brands they carry. You're going to want to, you know, you're, you're going to have an attitude. You're going to have a, 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 uh, an opinion of that business you know, the first time or two, you ever gone into a business once or twice, kind of checked it out, walked out, and never went back in again? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, what are the factors that would keep you from doing that? That, that would keep you from going back in? Let's say it's a, a hardware store or a shoe store or a doctor's office. What, what would keep you from going back and being a repeat customer? Well, m- maybe your experience, number one. Mm-hmm. Maybe the staff didn't greet you. Maybe mm-hmm. the staff that greeted you were rude to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no yeah. doubt about it. Maybe you go in this hardware store and they don't mm-hmm. carry uh, the kinds of tools you like. Yeah. 
Hmm? Mm-hmm. They don't have the, the brands that, that you have. And so you just walk out. And uh, in addition to that, maybe uh, nobody asks you, how are you today? Um, you know, can I help you? Uh, so there are a number of things that a business owner needs to be aware that a, a basic customer is going to have as an expectation level. Mm-hmm. That can almost seem like competition to you. Right. Because you sat at your your uh, kitchen table and you came up with the idea for this business. You think you've covered everything. And who are they? to come in Mm -hmm. and have a different attitude about what you ought to be doing in your business. Mm -hmm. Well, they're your customers with the dollars in their pockets. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to think about what they want. Do you ever respond to questionnaires from businesses? Yeah. You do? I do. Why? Why do you take the time to respond if, you know, if a business owner really is magnanimous enough and interested enough to put a questionnaire out there, why do you take the time to respond? Well, I feel like if they're going to take the time to put a questionnaire out there, why not take a little bit of your time to give them your feedback? Yeah. If nothing else, it maybe it gives them another uh, point of view or a little bit of help or uh, gives them an insight to their business that they hadn't thought about before. You mean you could help them? Potentially. Yeah. I could potentially hurt them. Uh, you know, you never can tell. Right. Because really and yeah. truly, you know, when you put on that Sunday suit mm-hmm. before you come out and you tie that tie and you walk out into the living room, there's your wife and three mm-hmm. kids and you go, what do you think? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Huh? Are you opening yourself up for a little yeah. criticism? Mm-hmm. Are you? Ah, th- this is what my wife does. You, you're going to wear that tie with it? Yeah. What, what is she really telling me? You look awful. You, you, yeah. you, you, go back and try again, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, because she, she doesn't want to say, you know, you look awful and go yeah. back and try again. So she goes, you're going to wear that tie today? That, that's, or if they say, boy, you really fill that suit out, don't you? Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe you need to go up in the sides. Right. Or uh, push back from the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're opening yourself up when you do that. But think of the possibilities. What you could learn, Mm -hmm. it's almost free marketing analysis that you can get from your customers. And I think that that we ought to do that from time to time. Whether you do a a formalized questionnaire or you you meet with your customers and say, is there anything else I could do? Anything else you can think of you need from us? Any other good or service that you think that you'd you'd like to purchase from Mm -hmm. us? Um, it, it's great to hear that. And I think, like we said related to competition, you ought to appreciate it even if it seems critical. And you shouldn't be resentful of it. So some of the external things, forces, forces of nature that, that small business people are dealing with, they're dealing with, dealing with their own fatigue, they're dealing with competition, they're dealing with regulation, they're, they're dealing with a number mm-hmm. of things here. There's one more that I, I want to bring up and I think people ought to realize. And that is the general economy. Yeah. Huh? You think there are a lot of people who are running really good, strong, small businesses that have been hurt over the last six months? Absolutely, there have been. Did they do anything wrong? They didn't do a thing wrong. 
You think some of them are going to go out of business? Uh, some of them probably have gone out of business, and others, you know, probably are teetering right now. Yeah. God bless them. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. I think there are a number of people who, who were in viable, strong, good, um, uh, product-providing businesses, and the general economy can hit yeah. you. So what happened in the general economy that could hurt a small business? Well, first of all, we had this pandemic come mm-hmm. along, and we basically shut off your customer supply Right. In, in many cases. How do I fight that? Well, I think we ought to have more capital in reserve than yeah. many small businesses have. Mm-hmm. We probably should keep more savings than, than we, we have uh, traditionally. We should come through this pandemic mm-hmm. and, and through these issues that we're facing socially and economically and learn from them. And hopefully be prepared if there were another one or another like event. Yeah. You know, it may not be a pandemic. Right. But what happens if you don't have customers walking in your door anymore? Uh-huh. You know, and and we noticed it and watched it with a number of restaurants doing takeout and to go service. Mm-hmm. Number of retail establishments, even though they couldn't have customers in their their uh, in, in their doors, right? Mm-hmm. I, I noticed uh, a, a number of times where they were doing sales online. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So they hey, what size are you? We'll bring it to your car. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. And, you know, number one, you probably need to have more money in the bank, a little bit more liquidity. Mm -hmm. Number two, you need to have a little bit more flexibility Mm -hmm. than maybe we have had in the past. Right. I can't take for granted that customers are just going to walk through the front door because I unlocked this morning. I may need to, you know, prod them a little bit Mm -hmm. and learn a little bit about social media. And understand that marketing really may be worth it. And I may need to open up to radio and billboards mm-hmm. and all kinds of other things that I haven't thought about right. before. So I, I wanted to spend some time on that because I know that there are a lot of small businesses out there that are struggling right now. And I want to encourage you and tell you that we understand what you're dealing with. And hopefully you'll be able to come through this stronger than you were. Here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.